Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome listeners to this week's episode. My name is Valencia. And my name is Nakia. And we are the Truth Expositors. This podcast has been brought to you by One One Outreach Christian Ministries, where we seek daily to preach the gospel, spread the love of Christ, and advance the kingdom of God. We aim to abolish false doctrine, theology, and all false teachings that contradict the word of God. We will be providing in-depth explanations, overviews, and scripture to explain some of the most misunderstood truths in the Bible. And today... We will be talking about... So, I had a question. Uh, Valencia asked you this already, um, but I kind of want to go somewhere with this, so I'm just going to ask you flat out, okay? Um, There's a lot of preachers around here, like Joel Osteen, um, Kenneth Copeland, and many others that we even see in our own communities at the uh, uh, United Church, Pentecostal Church, that really emphasizes negative and positive thinking um, in which that they can manifest themselves uh and and basically if you have either negative or positive thinking that it can create um not only your present but it can shape your future as well now my question to you in this very uh general basis is that do you think that thoughts whether it be negative or positive have creative power so, um, yeah, my answer to your question would be, yeah, I think that um, their thoughts influence your behavior. It's either going to influence them negatively or positively. And I think it's all about who you give that control to. You know, if you allow, you know, I think if you allow the devil to constantly, you know, feed into those uh, negative thoughts, if you give him control over those thoughts, that, you know, one simple situation could turn into something uh, completely different. You know, I was giving the example as far as a job, like if you're denied a job and you know those thoughts can turn into you not ever you know getting a job or staying into a position that you're at because you were denied this one job or instead of um you know thinking more positive like you know maybe this wasn't uh the job for you maybe god has something better for you and the trust in him you know to to provide something better in the future when you're ready you know if you believe god works um for the good of those who love him then you know, you're going to be thinking that something better is going to come rather than, uh, you know, going negative that you're never going to get, you know, out of the position you're at or get a better job. So it's, it's all about who you give that control to. One of my favorite verses that I rely on um, because, you know, with dealing with anxiety, 
and, you know, constantly having those thoughts is, you know, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And a peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, you know, that's definitely a verse that, you know, I rely on a lot when it comes to um, thoughts and dealing with um, anxiety. So, Kia, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Um, what do you think about um, negative and positive thoughts having creative power? Valencia, I actually do agree with you. I believe that negative and positive uh, thoughts dictate, uh, to some degree, our environment. Um, the operative word here is create or creative. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to really jump 100% on board with our thoughts having creative power because I know that only one has creative power and that is Elohim. So in saying that our thoughts manifest our reality is a problem for me. Um, ever since we watched the American gospel, um, I've been really challenging the foundation of which I grew up on. And, and I'm not saying everything that I grew up on was wrong or anything, but I definitely want to challenge it because I need to understand it for myself. And this is one of those things that have, um, that have been instilled in me um, as I went to church since I was little. And actually, even more now than when I was little, it is such a big thing in the evangelical world that our thoughts, um, our thoughts have creative power. Now, my issue mainly with this, like I just said, that only Elohim has creative power. When I think about creation, I think about how God created everything out of nothing. So in saying that our thoughts have creative power, we're saying that our thoughts um, birth or create something out of nothing. It creates um, that reality out of our negative or positive thoughts. Now, my thing is that there is no originator but God. So my question to myself is how can thoughts manifest themselves creatively outside of the will of God? I'm reminded of a passage of scripture. I know somewhere in the gospels that so a man think, so he is. Or, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I know that our thoughts have power. I don't know if they have creative power because we I have a hard time wrapping my brain around being able to create something that God did not will or purpose or design. You know what I mean? So that's my thought process. I, I, I struggle with that to this day, to be perfectly honest. I don't really think, though, I would, my answer, I guess, would be no. I don't believe our thoughts have creative power. I believe that when we, like for your example, about if we think negatively about a job promotion or a new job or or just anything in general, yes, I believe, like you said, that um, we give birth to those seeds of doubt uh, and we give birth to um, more negative thinking, um, even eventually probably inheriting a sense of hopelessness. 
you know, and that our situation will not change. But as far as, um, as far as it, for me to give thought the power to be creative, I believe reduces God's ability and sovereignty. And that's because I know there's only one Elohim. There's only one God Almighty. And he is sovereign over all and creative over all, which is why we are to take captive of every thought. You know, our thoughts, I actually just did a verse of the day on, on the heart. Um, I, what was it? Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, I believe, that the heart is deceitful above all things. The heart is desperately wicked. Who can, who can know it? And and that, I believe, when we talk about the heart, we're talking about the mind, the thoughts, the will, the emotions, the rational thinking, and everything like that. So our thought processes are, are lies, you know what I mean? Especially when we think negatively. God is able, because he is the sovereign, to change those thoughts, like you said. I think all these things need to come into subjection into the obedience of Christ as expressed in, um, what was that book about taking captive of every thought? I believe it's second Corinthians chapter 11 about taking captive of every thought and bringing it into the obedience of Christ. So, um, to some degree, I, I can see how the negative and positive thinking affects our reality but I know God can change everything and he is the one that has creative power. I cannot give that title to anything else. And we're talking um, here, listeners, specifically about the creative, whether thoughts have creative power in them. You know, I hear a lot of preachers, actually, I was just packing some things up and my dad was listening to um, a sermon uh, in another room and I heard a preacher, I don't even know who it was, um, they were talking about um, thought processes and how we must not only like speak those things into existence, but have the right type of thinking um, to to pray. And not only to pray, but to manifest the desires of our heart by having the right thinking. Now, this is where I have an issue with right thinking or bad thinking. I believe will not change the will of God. If he will, if God wills for you to have anything, then he's going to will it, whether you have right thinking or not. Now, I think do, uh, sometimes that God does wait for us to be not only in right standing, but have the appropriate attitude for him to bless us. Um, like, again, Valencia, your example is that, you know, if someone desires a job, a new job, new position or something like that, yet they are doubting, they speak. They are speaking negatively. They are thinking negatively. Um, I believe that God cannot bless in that because there is no trust. You know what I mean? Yet if someone thinks positively, I don't believe that moves God. I believe that these thoughts, these thoughts have legs. These thoughts have hands in that they manifest themselves in our conduct. So if someone trusts God, they're going to be positive in their thinking, but it's their actions that demonstrate their trust in God. 
if someone doubts God, they're going to be thinking negatively. And that um, manifests itself in their conduct in that they won't trust God. They're going to make try to make things happen for themselves. They're going to um, say negative, negative things like, oh, I'm not going to get a job or something like that. So um, I don't think... I really don't think that thoughts have creative power outside the will of God. I don't. And I don't really think, um, yeah, I don't think that. I definitely don't think that. So I guess my question to you is too, Valencia, that let's say for an example, you think negatively, right? About, I don't know, whatever situation, even your health, let's say health. Um, if you don't think that God can heal you from some kind of sickness or disease, do you think that you um, cause yourself more harm um, and, and then create, and the operative word create, um, more sickness and disease to befall you or the progression of that sickness? So let me try to uh, rephrase that. So if you are sick and you have a, let's say, like even a terminal disease, okay? heaven forbid, but if you begin to doubt in your mind and think negatively, do you think your negative thinking has the capacity to create your reality? So, um, Kia, I definitely get what you're saying as far as, you know, thoughts not having um, that creative power, like outside of God's will for you. Um, I can definitely agree with that. Um, But what I would say is that um, maybe God's will for you, you know, even if you have a terminal disease, maybe God's will for you is to live another, you know, seven years or whatever it may be, even with that terminal illness. Now, if you're thinking negative, like, you know, this is the end, you know, uh, and then you stop, maybe you start, um, not taking care of yourself and, you know, it leads to other illnesses because, you know, you already have in your mind, you know, I'm going to die. So, I might as well just stop, you know, stop living, stop, stop, stop taking care of myself, stop um, not taking my medicine and things like that. So that can lead. So now you're creating a negative atmosphere, you know. Um, so I could say you can create negative things outside of uh, what God's will for you because uh, he can't work. I don't believe he can work in an atmosphere that's negative. Like if you, you know, you're not going to be able to hear him or, um, you know, walk in his will for you if you know you don't feel that you're um if you don't feel like you're adequate for it or um you know start thinking down on yourself or feel like you know there's no there's nothing left for me to for me to live for because you know I'm going to die anyway so I think that maybe could cause um, more sickness because now you're stopped taking care of yourself because now you know or you believe the outcome what the outcome is going to be if the doctor diagnosed you that gives you that terminal um, outcome if you trust and believe in god then you're going to do everything you can to to make sure you're following the doctor's orders um, and taking the medication so uh you so you're living to the fullest and i think you know if you are doing whichever what you're supposed to do that creates a positive um environment for god to do what he can um you know to to beat those odds you know, because I believe it is his will for you. Maybe it's his will for you to survive that, you know, to get through that. But you have to be willing to have those positive thoughts for in order for that to happen. And I think that could also go, you know, like if, um, you know, if you have a loved one that's maybe sick and, um, you know, they're, maybe they're in uh, some type of coma or a bad situation. And, you know, you could think negative, like they're not going to wake up. 
And, you know, or maybe it's, it's better off if, you know, we end the suffering and you pull the plug rather than trusting and believing in God and maybe and being able to work in that situation and they pull through. You know, if you're thinking positive and you're trusting God that they're going to pull through and they're going to, you know, trusting on and trusted on God um, for them to help that situation. And then maybe they don't wake up that same day, but maybe down the line, you know, they get better because you're believing and you're trusting and uh, you're, you know, reading the scriptures and praying. And um, that created a positive atmosphere for God to work in. So although I don't think that you can, negative thoughts can change God's will for you. Um, I do think that they have the ability maybe to create uh, maybe a situation that doesn't have to be as bad as you make it. Um, so Kia, I also have a question for you though. Um, you said that you don't believe that negative and positive thoughts can, you know, pretty much have that creative power. Um, but let's say that there's someone who, um, maybe God's will is for them to, uh, speak to many people or just, you know, um, witness to many people, but they have a setback. But God's really going to use that setback to help them to kind of propel them into uh, his will for them. But they let that negative setback pretty much stop them, you know, keep them in that position. And they never make it to what, you know, God purpose for their life. Are you saying that um, that was maybe God's will for them anyway to not um, to not fulfill that purpose? So how do you feel? What do you feel about that situation? Do you think negative thoughts have the power to not fulfill God's will for you and and create that situ- that negative situation? I actually love this because it seems like we actually have two different thought processes on this topic, which makes this a little bit more exciting. Um, I don't think we're going to really kind of conclude anything right or wrong, uh, but my general concern is that I found nowhere in scripture where it says that your thoughts manifest your reality. As much as we've been taught by these preachers and our parents and what we've heard and stuff in school about the power of positive thinking and the power of negative thinking, I have found nowhere in scripture where it says that our thoughts manifest our reality. So that's my problem. And when I say manifest, um, I'm essentially saying create our reality. Now, you actually made a statement before I answer your question. You said that I think we can create negative things outside of God's will for us. Um, I think indisputably, we both can agree that our thoughts do have consequences, whether good or bad. Um, Because again, if we think something and think on it and meditate on those thoughts, whether good or bad, uh, most likely our body is going to react in the way that our thought process um, go. Um, yeah, let's just say we think negatively and we we just keep on thinking negatively about situations. I believe that um, even the best person who thinks negatively uh, constantly will react in a negative manner. Thus, um, the consequences of their um, negative thinking would be to basically botch everything up. <laughs> so, um, thus creating, um, an, uh, not an ideal situation for them. Look, all of our um, actions have consequences. Consequences have a negative connotation attached to it as if consequences just mean a bad thing. No, our thoughts 
and our actions have negative and positive consequences to them. Usually when someone has negative thought processes, they react negatively. Um, we all kind of react in, in the manner of our thought processes, whether good or bad. Um, God, of course, calls us to trust in him and not on our own thoughts, trust in him, not on our own feelings or our own understanding as, um, described in Proverbs three. So, um, I don't really know if I, I don't really agree with that statement that we can create negative things outside of God's will. And that's because, and I go back that God is sovereign and sovereign means that he has supreme and ultimate power. Um, we know this from Genesis when he created, he's solely responsible for the creation of all things. That means our minds, right? Um, yeah, we are created in his image and his likeness, but that doesn't mean that we are God. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that, you know, we have the creative abilities, God is all-knowing and all-powerful. Um, Exodus 3 uh, describes this. Um, Psalms 147, again, Genesis. John 1.1 describes that God is sovereign, ultimate ruler, all-knowing, all-powerful, and, and responsible for the creation of all things. So I, I really don't agree with that. I, I think that our thoughts in themselves do not have creative power. It is our actions, I believe, that stems from those thoughts in which we um, suffer the consequences of how we react to our thoughts. I think that's the thing. I think our thoughts are the... Um, I think the thoughts are the predecessors of our actions. You know what I mean? And honestly... I'm not refuting that thoughts, good or bad, don't have their place, because they surely do. Trust me, they surely do. Um, I just think that when we say that thoughts have creative power, we are giving our thoughts, our thoughts, more power than they deserve. We're taking, in my thoughts, I'm thinking that we're taking power away from the sovereign, all-powerful God and placing them in our thoughts, that our thoughts in a sense, are, are gods. And I don't think that is true whatsoever. I think that's where I'm struggling to wrap my brain around. Because God's going to work how he wants to work despite everything, because all things work for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. God uses good and bad for the good of those who are called according to his purposes. God uses bad for good and good for greater, for all for his glory. You know what I mean? So even if we are negative, I don't think that changes God's will. I don't think that God can't operate in someone's negative thinking. I think it prolongs um, the manifestation of God's will. I think it prolongs, um, in a sense, your blessing. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think they create anything. I just think that they have um, the ability to to hinder or to progress God's will because God's will will be done. It will be done no matter what, because again, he is sovereign. So I do believe that, um, when you say our thoughts have the ability to create, um, an atmosphere that, um, 
is not conducive with God's will. Um, I kind of agree with that. I, I can see where you're going with that one. Um, so I would have to really kind of back that one up too. Uh, I believe that, yeah, our, our thoughts uh, can produce wrong or good reactions. Uh, and I believe that though, regardless, God works how he wants to work, when he wants to work, and how he wants to work it. I think that's my problem with a lot of preachers nowadays. Um, I'm still kind of running this over in my mind, too, is that we put so much emphasis on us, on what we do and what God does, meaning that um, God will not work, won't do anything upon this earth unless we do something first. And it's not that way. Usually how I read in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament is that God does something, tells us to trust and expects us to do that. It's not that we do something and God reacts to it and we keep doing it. No, God does something first. God sets the standard. God tells us what to do. God gives the commandment. We have the choice to either uh, be obedient or disobedient. We have the choice to either have a bad thought about it, a negative thought, or a positive thought about it. As far as your scenario in which um, God tells a person to you know, speak in front of somebody and they, um, I guess, don't do it, I believe that I can't say what is God's will or not in a person's life. Lord knows I can't even really say it for myself. I know what the Bible says. I know that the Bible says that God's will is not for us to perish in our sins, but to come into repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. I know God's will for all mankind is to get saved um, and repent of our sins. I know God's will for every believer is to go out there and preach the gospel. I know that God's will is to receive glory in all that he does. So that is what I know because the Bible tells me so. So on a personal level, no, I can't really say what God's will is for that person in that scenario. But I know that whether a person obeys or disobeys, God's will will be done, regardless of what exactly and then specifically that will is. Because God knows everything. When he rested on the seventh day, he knew everything that was, is, and was to come. He knew the, the, the whole timeline and map and every interaction, every thought process, every uh, conduct that Valencia, Kia, and everyone else on this earth would ever do. And God said, it is good. And he rested on the seventh day. So that's what my thing is. You know, I don't think none of us <laughs> can truly, 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 completely know the specifics of God's will for our lives because God uses everything good and bad that we do good and bad of everything we think and uses for his good purposes. You know, let's use Moses as an example. When Moses killed that Egyptian, he knew um, whether God revealed it or some, some way he knew that God had called him to be Israel's deliverer from the oppression of the Egyptians. Right. Now, Moses took it in his own hands and uh, slain an Egyptian, and that had negative consequences. It had negative consequences. So what Moses did, he ran for like 40 years or whatever. But God's will for him did not change. Even though Moses may have thought positively about it, he reacted negatively. Even if Moses thought negatively about it and reacted negatively about it, God's will did not change for him. 
Because God's will was to bring Israel out of the land of Egypt. And God's will was to use Moses to do it. I don't believe any of us die or fail to, to satisfy. I don't think any of us die to die without doing God's will. Because God's will is the same for all mankind, like I just previously said. And the specifics of his will in each of our lives are different. And I could be wrong when I say this, but I, I don't even know the specifics of God's will in my life other than what was already revealed in the Bible. And Lord knows that's enough because that's the goal to bring God glory and see the unsaved saved and come to Jesus Christ, right? And I do want to say this because I know where you're you're going with this. I know where, you know, what you're saying. Um, for me, I'm more talking about li- literal thoughts, literal thoughts, and if they have creative power. I believe thoughts produces actions, and those actions produce um, the consequences, good or bad, remember? Um, but all that, all that, because God knows all, and still said it's good, and he's still rested, um, I still think that, no, our thoughts don't have creative power, not outside the will of God. Our thoughts cannot create, this is my opinion, cannot create another reality than what God has already ordained before the foundations of the world. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we both kind of agree with this. When you, we're talking about like Joe Osteen and Kenneth Copeland in particular, they preach that doctrine on the on the power of our thoughts in which they believe that they manifest, they are alive, that our, excuse me, our, our thoughts are, are limitless, that they they really have creative power to produce and create things um, inside and outside of the will of God, um, that our conscience pervades the entire universe because it's all powerful and all thinking and creative and present everywhere at every time. That's what they teach, that our thought power is limitless. When these preachers start talking like that, they're saying that our thought processes are unknowing and all-powerful, basically calling our thoughts Elohim, calling our thoughts God. That's the part where I have a, a strong disdain and, and problem with. You know what I mean, Valencia? There's an entire, like, <laughs> curriculum centered around how to tame and dominate your thoughts how to subdue and to take into captivity random thoughts, idle thoughts, unwanted thoughts. That's where I have a problem with. Um, God said to take captive of every thought and everything that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing it to captivity to Jesus Christ. You know, we're not supposed to just take them captive, um, any bad thoughts, because we want to produce something positive out of our negative thoughts. So we're not saying that, you know, um, just because we just received a prognosis that we're going to die in six months. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a very, it's a very awful thing to be perfectly honest. And just because someone has a negative thought about that, um, doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to die. It doesn't mean that they aren't going to die because God's will will be done regardless of their thoughts. So to have an exercise or some kind of um, curriculum to tame those thoughts, you know, I think are, are wrong. 
I mean, yeah, we should not be thinking negatively. Um, we should be not only just thinking positively, but thinking about God. He told us whatever is good, whatever is of good report, whatever is kind and lovely, think on those things. Think on those things because when we have the right mindset, um, we will find success. But the right mindset, meaning having the mind of Christ, having God's will on your mind, having God's word in your thoughts. You know what I'm saying, Valencia? I do want to challenge you, um, not because of any, you know, whatever, but I want... I'm challenging you to find a passage of scripture for ourselves and our listeners that may indicate even that God gives our thoughts power um, to create our reality that has created power. Just find, if you can, any verse um, and let's talk about it. So, okay, I probably have to agree with you as far as, um, I wouldn't go as far as like with Copeland and uh, Osteen say as far as um your thoughts pretty much having that um creative power to uh you know create things i was more saying that um how your thoughts can really uh change your behavior and your actions and can cause you to do things that are outside uh god's will or think outside of uh what's god's will for but i believe you can read scripture all day but if you're thinking um doesn't change that it doesn't matter you know what you read uh for instance you know reading uh two timothy one seven uh god's not giving us the spirit of fear you know and i'm constantly uh letting those negative thoughts of fear take over it doesn't matter how many times i read that verse you know if my thinking uh, if i'm not trusting god and my thinking is not uh right that you know i'm not giving that um verse time to sink in you know um, god's word is not seeking into me because i'm i'm still constantly thinking about that the negative thoughts that's just like if you're like really angry you know and someone can try to calm you down to tell you all the right things if you let that anger and that fear take over uh nothing that anyone says is going to uh if you allow it to sink in. So I was more thinking about that, you know, the atmosphere, you know, I, negative thoughts and stuff can take you out of what, um, you know, God's will is for you. Not that his will will change. I'm not saying that, uh, but I'm saying that you could, you know, like you said with Moses, you could you know, pretty much postpone uh, that blessing. But I'm just saying, if you constantly just let those thoughts and you never come back from it, then you possibly could be working you know, out, you could work outside of um, God's will for you. You never could get to that point because, you know, those you let those negative thoughts take over. And that's kind of what I was asking you. I was saying, of course, we don't know what God's will is for everyone. It could, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to know what that is. Um, but I was saying if, you know, maybe because God has a purpose for all of us. I, I don't believe anyone's purpose is to stay trapped in negative thoughts, you know, once you get saved, you you know you're. Uh, once God saves you, um, you're no longer a slave to those those thoughts, those negative thoughts. But what I was saying is, that if you let them creep in, because you know they still can't, they still can. You know, uh, temptation, all of that's there. If we let those thoughts uh, seek in, then you know we're not we're not going to be doing the the right thing. We're not going to have um, we're not going to be thinking Christ like. 
and it could change our actions and our behavior. So I don't know if that necessary, I'm not saying necessarily that we're going to create something or we can create, um, like create our destiny or, you know, whatever uh joel austin and his motivational what he preaches on i'm not 100 sure but i'm not saying that you know those thoughts can over kind of oversee what god has for us of course but i'm just saying that we can kind of um create an atmosphere that kind of stops us from you know having that right thinking and fulfilling what you know god's plan for us may be uh, pretty much creating a positive or a negative atmosphere um that's more what i was saying this this the atmosphere not so much um creating outside of what god's will is for us if that makes sense but to answer your question i definitely did not find any verse uh any that i could find that says that you know our thoughts have uh creative power i just believe they do have power over you know our thoughts and our actions so that's more where i was leaning towards but yeah i will say this though like um for instance if you use the job thing as an example like if you you know i think joel and them are more saying like you could speak into existence more around that like if you say you know i'm going to get that car you know i'm going to get it like i don't believe I don't believe that because, you know, if it's outside of the will of God for you to get that car because you just want a bigger car or or a bigger house or whatever that, you know, God's just going to grant that for you because, you know, you thought that. Um, but for instance, like if you, you, you know, you want a new job and you keep thinking, you know, I'm going to get a new job, you know, you're, you do all the things because you have that thinking that you're going to get that job. You're doing everything you can. You're working harder. Um, you're studying or whatever it needs to be to, you know, get that new job or pass this test that you know you're going to do well on it because you have that you did the work you did the you had that positive thinking in order to in order to get it and maybe you know it's not that particular job that you get but you end up getting a job because you did the work um that you were in your word that you were thinking positive to and you know god bless might not bust with that job because that's not the one that he had for you because um, just because you want that particular job doesn't mean that's God's will for you to get it, but maybe you get another job. And because you were working on that, you were thinking positive, you do get a blessing out of it. So kind of, I was kind of more thinking on those terms, Kia, but, um, we hope that you learned a great deal and we hope that we helped shed some light on God's word. Please share this podcast with others, family members, coworkers, or friends. Also hit that like, share, and subscribe button to receive notification on the latest content and feel free to comment and share with us your thoughts on this episode. We're always inspired by what God not only does in our lives, but yours as well. Look out for the next episode from the Truth Expositors. And until then, may God bless you and you be a blessing.